Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Dirt Radio. Organic. Friends of the Earth. Activism. Underground. Political action. Necessary. Wind farms. Indigenous struggles. Land rights. Anti-nuclear. Nanotechnology. Climate change. Coal barons. Mining magnates. Activists. Educating. Communities. Transforming. Communities. Mobilising a sustainable planet. Get involved now. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Friends of the Earth. Dirt Radio. Welcome to another edition of Dirt Radio, coming at you from Nam on the Kulin Nations, sovereignty never ceded on these lands, also known as Melbourne. I'm your host, Phil Evans, and I'm pretty pumped after what was a huge weekend uh, for Friends of the Earth, where we uh, got out and finally got out and walked the uh, Walk This Way uh, 15km walk to uh, raise awareness about sustainable cities. Um, it was an incredible effort that uh, we put into it and um, that all the participants put in to get all the way uh, through the 15Ks. It brought together people across from Melbourne to walk for a city that is sustainable as well as livable. Um, together, we raised over $23,000 for Friends of the Earth, which will support our campaigns for social and environmental justice. Uh, We walked right through where the Westgate Toll Road project could be built, and we know there are major concerns about that project, and there are other sustainable transport infrastructure that our tax dollars could be spent on. Uh, But we're wondering, um, will the planning minister make the choice to listen to concerns from the community or to commit to more cars, pollution and toll roads by doing a deal with Transurban? Uh, Launching today, uh, we're sending some messages to Minister Wynne to make the right choice on this controversial project. The Victorian Minister for Planning, Richard Wynne, will be deciding by the end of the year if this project goes ahead or not. So now is the time to make sure that the community's voice is heard as loud as possible on this issue. We know there are long-term transport solutions to address the problems of traffic congestion and trucks on residential streets. And we know it doesn't look like a massive $5.5 billion toll road right through our city. So Walk This Way isn't over yet. We're asking, can you help make sure we have vital funds to support the campaign by raising our total to 25000 so you can jump on to walkthisway.org.au and still make donations for another week? Um, share it with your friends, and if you were on the walk with us, let them know about the experience that you had. Um, we did hear about uh, the Westgate Tunnel when we stopped underneath right where it was going to go through, uh, just uh, near the uh, uh, the Maribyrnong River, and we were hearing from Rachel Linsky, uh, the Sustainable Cities Coordinator, about the project and some of the elements that were contributing to it. 
So we really want to um, congratulate everyone who came off by getting along. And this Thursday as well at Friends of the Earth at 6.30 to 8pm, there is a, a launch of this uh, No to the Westgate Tunnel campaign. Um, it's at Friends of the Earth Melbourne on 312 Smith Street, Collingwood. And we look forward to seeing you all there on Thursday. And if you can't, just jump on Facebook and check out Friends of the Earth Melbourne where you'll see today there will be a, uh, a link to uh, sign the petition. Um, to send an email to Minister Wynne to let him know that we say no to the Westgate Tunnel. Also on the walk, we heard from um, other faux campaigns, um, notably from the uh, Yes to Renewables campaign, still uh, still working on getting the final bits of legislation through the upper house of the Victorian State Parliament to have Victoria's renewable energy target enshrined in legislation. This target, which will see renewable energy jump from about the 12 or 13 percent now up to 40 percent by 2025, is a, a real jewel in the crown of the uh, of Victoria. Victorian action on climate. However, yesterday we heard from uh, Matthew Guy, the opposition leader, and he's still holding to his misguided pledge to axe the Victorian renewable energy target. And today he announced, oh, yesterday, sorry, he announced that he wants to open up gas development in Victoria. We think it's a bit of a dud plan and communities are not going to stand for it. We've been talking out to the people who originally won the campaign over a year ago now to have a five-year moratorium on all onshore conventional gas drilling. At the time, the Victorian coalition supported it. So this is actually a backflip by the opposition in terms of their policy for onshore gas. We spoke to Ian Clark, a sheep and grain finder from um, Paraparap, and he said, you can't bribe us to put groundwater at risk. It's just not going to work. Basically, the plan calls for uh, royalties to be paid to any farmers who allow to have gas drilling on their property. We do know from experts that the nature of the gas reserves in Victoria mean that they will all require fracking or unconventional techniques during their lifespan if they are to produce commercial quantities of gas. If you have an opinion about this or you think that the onshore gas moratorium should stay in place, it's a good time to jump onto social media now and make sure you tag at Matthew Guy MP if you're on Twitter or Matthew Guy's Facebook page if you do it on Facebook and let him know that you support the uh, continuation of that moratorium for onshore gas that was so hard won and went through with the fracking ban last year after the huge community-led campaign that swept through Victoria and saw over 70 communities declare themselves coal and gas field free. Still going on in the news is, of course, the same-sex marriage postal survey. It's still going on. If you haven't got your, uh, your yes vote back in yet, or you haven't voted yet, or you haven't had a good conversation with your friends and family about why it's so important to get that, uh, get that envelope in, then now is the time to do it. There's still a few weeks left to get the envelopes in, but uh, it's important that we get them in as soon as possible to make sure that no one misses out on being caught, uh, being counted. 3CR is actively advocating for equality in the lead-up to the National Postal Survey on same-sex marriage. As such, we will not give airtime to the No campaign on the basis that it is prejudiced, homophobic and harmful to LGBTIQ people and our families. 
Our community may hold different views on marriage as an institution, yet we agree this postal survey is a political stunt designed to appease prejudiced and homophobic views. 3CR will continue to advocate for equality in all areas. At this particular time in our political climate, we need to ensure that our members, friends and colleagues know that 3CR is a safe space for all our community. Coming up in just a couple of weeks on November 18, the seat of Northcote in the, will go to a by-election after the untimely passing of Fiona Richardson, who held the seat by 6% for the Australian Labor Party. The seat of uh, the electorate of Northcote covers 21.1 square kilometres and includes all of the land between the Yarra River, Darabin and Merry Creeks, south of Bell Street. The electorate includes the suburbs of Northcote, Fairfield, Elfington, Thornbury and parts of Preston. Since 2002, the Greens have finished second at every election, and thus far, um, the candidates declared do not include anyone from the coalition parties. So far declared are Claire Burns, who is representing the Australian Labor Party. She is from the Victorian Trades Hall and a former speech pathologist. So I almost need one now. Um, Lydia Thorpe has declared for the Greens. She is a housing advocate and a Gunai and Gajajamara woman. Uh, Vince Fontana has declared as an independent who was a former, a former counsellor and teacher. And Laura Chip who is a former sex party candidate and lawyer, has also declared as an independent thus far. However, nominations don't close until October 19th. Going out hard from Friends of the Earth on this by-election is the newly established Faux Forest Collective. They've been super active out on the streets talking to people and uh, generally raising a bit of a, a ruckus around what's going on with the, uh, with the by-election coming up. And joining me on the phone today is Ed Hill from the uh, Friends of the Earth. He's the Victorian Forest campaigner. Ed, are you there? Hi, Phil. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you feeling after a walk this way on Saturday? Uh, pretty good. It's putting been uh, putting putting me in good fitness to complete the uh, letterboxing of Northcote, which um, lots of people who were on the walk are, are taking part in. Sure. So I'm wondering, um, the forests are a long way from Northcote. Um, what's the rationale in targeting this inner city seat? Well, we know that support for native forest protection in Northcote is really strong. Um, it's a very progressive area. Um, and the poll, last polling that was done in Northcote, um, testing support for the protection of our native forest from logging was conducted late last year. Uh, and it found that just less than 4% of Northcote residents believe that Victoria's native forest should be logged for wood and paper products. Mm. Uh, and 73% of, of Northcote residents wanted native forests protected from logging in new national parks. Um, and it's no surprise, really. I mean, the protection of the native forests that are on Melbourne's doorstep uh, um, is crucial for making Melbourne really a, a great livable city. These are forests that keep our water clean. Um, these are forests that fall within Melbourne's domestic water catchment. And they're forests that are just literally on our doorstep an hour and a half out of Melbourne, um, those forests that are within the proposed Great Forest National Park. Um, and they're, they're great places for, 
for people to visit and they need to be um, protected and kept safe from logging. Um, so people can, um, to create great recreational opportunities for, for people who live in places like Northcote, um, to get out there and enjoy them and, and have a, a good, decent quality of life. Um, so we're working in the electorate to urge um, people who, who are voting in the upcoming by-election to contact their candidates, um, the, the candidates that you just mentioned, um, calling on them to support the proposals that are out there to protect Victoria's native forests from lobbying, and these are the proposals to create the Great Forest National Park which is, uh, would protect the Central Highlands Forest just out of Melbourne, mm-hmm. um, and also a newly established proposal called East Gippsland's Emerald Link, which is a proposal to protect the forests out in the far eastern corner of Victoria in East Gippsland, um, and that proposal would protect the last unbroken uh, forest wilderness area on mainland Australia, which connects alpine forests all the way to the, to the coast. Sure. And a couple of months ago, we teamed up with our friends at the Wilderness Society, Environment Victoria and Victoria National Parks Association to kind of give it a little bit of a scorecard on the um, the Andrews government in terms of how they were going on environmental policy. Um, whilst they scored pretty well on uh, some of the climate action after the fracking ban and the closure of Hazelwood, there wasn't really a lot of action around protection of biodiversity uh, and native forests in Victoria. Is this a problem on uh, all sides of politics, or is is there a differentiation between Labor and Liberal on this? Um, there's been this this government has actually been really really bad on biodiversity. To be frank, um, the proposed review of the Flora Fauna Guarantee Act. Um, there's a lot of things in there that are seriously concerning to environment groups that threaten to weaken um, some of the protections for threatened species that already exist, um, despite uh, giving a commitment to um, establishing a process which was called the Forest Industry Task Force, which is a process to protect forests and transition the industry onto a sustainable footing. Um, Despite committing to that process, uh, when the Andrews government was elected um, nearly three years ago, not a single tree has been protected in Victoria's forests since, and um, we've seen unprecedented levels of support for the for the logging industry, um, and we've seen really no action on the ground um, for the protection of Victoria's forests or biodiversity. We've also seen species coming onto the threatened species list under the Andrews government, such as the greater glider, which is a um, the gliding possum. It's Australia's largest gliding marsupial and it's Victoria's latest threatened species. It's scientists are warning um, that it's going extinct and logging is one of the major drivers um, mm. of its decline. Um, and uh, with that species coming onto the list and being, being uplisted to vulnerable to extinction under the Andrews government, we're still yet to see any actual formal protections developed for it um, on the ground in light of its new listing. Um, so whilst the Andrews government has done some excellent things um, in the climate space and also with the ban on fracking. Um, they really need to follow through with a, a, a good um, biodiversity and nature-based announcement. Um, and forest is really something that uh, Victorians really want to see protected. Um, and we're going to continue to, um, 
to encourage um, Labor and all candidates who are running, particularly at this by-election, to, to get behind the, the proposals to, to protect them. Sure. And it, I mean, it's been really heartening to see the evidence-based approach taken by this government in terms of climate change. But on forest and biodiversity um, out on the ground, and I know you're also involved with the Goongaroo Environment Centre or GECCO, um, who do a lot of uh, citizen science out on the ground um, with groups like the Wildlife of the Central Highlands and other great grassroots entities. Um the government aren't really, the policy is not really matching the findings that are coming out of that citizen science work, are they? Um, so the citizen science work could collect um, data that uh, on threatened species are protected by law, but, but threatened by logging, and then we submit that. And it's not so much, the, the issue's not so much with the government, the issue's actually with the government department, the mm. Department of, of Environment. Um, this is a a, a large um, bureaucracy that doesn't seem to change no matter whether you've got a Liberal or a Labor government. They remain the same um, and they remain staunch, staunch defenders of, of the logging industry and go to, um, go, go to pretty extreme lengths to defend the logging industry um, and, and, and not actually enforce their obligations to uh, protect threatened species, a lot of the actions that they take are actually completely out of step with those obligations. Mm. Um, however, we have seen some slight improvement under under the Andrews government to, to how the department regulate. We've seen some more some additional funds for for um, for for logging compliance and enforcement of wildlife laws. We get to actually see how those funds will um, actually produce any decent on ground outcomes. Um, but it is encouraging, and we're working um, closely with the government and the department to, to really get them to pull their socks up, because at the moment, it's really come down to the community. Um, to The burden is falling on the community to enforce the laws that protect our native wildlife, um, and, and the logging industry is pretty much afforded free reign in our native forests to log habitat for critically endangered species like the Leadbeater's possum in the Great Forest National Park or, or the Greater Glider um, or a whole plethora of rare species out in East Gippsland. Um, and the protections simply aren't being um, put in place and the burden's falling on the community. Um, but we, uh, we are hopeful that um, the protection of our native forests in the proposed Great Forest National Park and the protection of East Gippsland's Emerald Link um, would actually go, this is actually what these threatened species need. They need large landscape-level reserves um, rather than tiny little patches of, of forest that are, that are set aside within a, a broader logged landscape. Um, so this is really the solution that we need to be working towards and that we need to be working with the Labor government and, and, and all the political parties um, to achieve. Sure. So um, for listeners at home, um, I'm wondering, the logging that's going on in um, Victorian's native native forests at the moment, what, what is that timber actually being used for at the moment? So most of the timber that's logged in Victoria is actually uh, pulped for paper. Uh, logging that occurs in the proposed Great Forest National Park just out of Melbourne. This is the area from Mount Borbore um, to the east of Melbourne or up to King Lake to the north. So that whole sort of um, east, eastern, northeastern uh, area of forest fringing Melbourne. All of that would, uh, or not all of it, but about eighty percent of it um, goes to the Maryvale pulp mill, which is where Reflex paper is made. 
um, it's all going into very low-value products. A small uh, amount of it goes to some sawmills. Um, a large percentage, one of the sawmills in um, in Victoria is based out in based out in Swiss Creek, which is uh, in East Gippsland. Um, they're taking a lot of so-called sawn saw logs, higher quality saw log timber, and the only products that they produce is uh, pallets. So the, the wood for those Shep pellets, those blue Shep pellets mm. that Carlton United Brewery is the major purchaser of. So essentially... Well, another reason know, not to drink there, the, right? <laughs> the, yeah, the, the higher quality um, East Gippsland logs that aren't actually getting uh, wood chips and turned into paper are only being used to, to produce beer pellets. Um, there are some other products that sawmills produce too, like um, uh, that are fairly low low quality that could be sourced from other materials, like um, supports uh, supports or crossbeams and support struts for, for telephone posts, tele, uh, telephone poles, that sort of thing. But the vast majority of it's going to paper, um, just cheap copy paper, and it's really not a very clever or wise use of such a valuable native resource that. Um, provides us with so, so much. You know, I mean, forests keep our climate safe, our water clean, um, by our biodiversity um, plentiful, providing homes for, for threatened species. They provide amazing recreational opportunities. There's just so many values um, uh, that forests give us and so many services they provide us. And to be pulping them to make cheap copy paper, which usually just ends up in the bin, um, oh. is really not... 21st century uh, sort of activity that, that belongs in the 21st century uh, and it's something that we think no one in this government would dispute. Um, I mean, it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty obvious that it's a pretty stupid uh, way to deal with our forests. Well, now you've got us uh, fired up about these uh, ridiculous uses of uh, our beautiful native forests. How can people get involved in the campaign uh, to uh, to win over all the candidates in Northcote? Sure. Well, if if any listeners do live in Northcote, I would um, really encourage you to contact your local candidates. Um, you can you can email um, Claire Burns, who's the ALP candidate. Um, telling her that, that you want to see Victoria's native forest protected, um, and Lydia Thorpe, the, the Greens candidate too. And you can find their details on the Melbourne uh, Friends of the Earth website. If you just go to melbourne.foe.org.au, you'll find all the you'll find a link to a blog post on the front page which has all the information about what we're doing in Northcote, how you can contact the candidate, what to say to them, um, that's for people living in Northcote, obviously. Mm-hmm. But there's also info about how you can get involved in our campaign. You don't have to live in Northcote to get involved in the by-election campaign. You can come and help us spread the word in the electorate. And there's information on that front page of the Melbourne Foe website um, with how you can get involved. And you can join our Forest Collective, which meets on the first and third Thursday of each month at 6pm upstairs at 312 Smith Street at Friends of the Earth. Um, in the campaign centre there, we have a excellent uh, coordinator of that group, Sarah Day, who's working out of the faux office, and she's done a remarkable job Indeed. getting heaps and heaps of people involved. There's just so much happening, and there's sort of something for everyone. There's lots of different sub-collectives, you know, whether you're interested in hitting the streets with street stalls and talking to people, or whether you're interested in 
in research or um, getting out there and doing art like video projections um, or lobbying politicians and meeting with your local member. There's opportunities to do all that stuff in, uh, with the Forest Collective. Um, but yeah, you can find out more on the Melbourne Foe website and the Forest campaign has its own page, which is just melbourne.foe. Um, .org.au forward slash forest. Is that right, Phil? That is correct. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And for listeners as well, um, just a reminder, the electorate of Northcote covers the suburbs of Northcote, Fairfield, Elphington, Thornbury and Preston, um, south of Bell Street. Uh, so um, if you're in those areas, then um, jump on to the AEC website and check it that you are um, enrolled to vote and all that sort of thing. Um, and don't forget, yeah, jump on to melbourne.fo.org.au and um, you can find links to all that forest stuff there. You're listening to Community Radio. 3CR. 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 855 AM. There's a few more announcements I wanted to uh, make about some upcoming events that are happening around at Friends of the Earth. Uh, So coming up on October 17th is a public meeting about getting Australian uranium miners out of Africa. So uh, there's been uh, a lot of dirty deals done and 10 years on, it's the story of uranium mining in Malawi. Uh, there's some guest speakers uh, um, coming from Citizens from Justice in Malawi. Um, and now that the mine has been put into care and maintenance and Paladin Energy has gone, bust and beaten and been put into administration, um, will the mine site be rehabilitated or will it remain a toxic eyesore and a testament to the appalling history of Australian mining? Um Jump along to that one uh, is happening on October 17th at 6.30 at Friends of the Earth in Melbourne, 312 Smith Street. Ooh, snacks and drinks provided. That sounds like a bit of a clencher for me. Um, also, coming up on November 1st is the Stopadani Rally at the International Mining Conference. So, the International Mining Conference is happening um, the week of the 1st of November at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. And we want to, uh, the Quick Coal Collective, are uh, hosting a large public rally outside um, for Australia's biggest mining conference. So, if you join them outside at 1.30, um, it'll be the same time as the CEO of, of Adani Australia, Mr. Mr. Jayakumar Janakaraj is promoting the Adani mine inside. So we'll be outside showing that the community are against it. We know that uh, um, this is a huge issue. Um, so you make sure you get down there on the 1st of November at 1.30. And of course, on the weekend, there were massive rallies held around in Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, the Gold Coast, Port Douglas, Newcastle, all around Australia to oppose Adani's proposed Carmichael coal mine. It was a grand demonstration of community opposition and over 16,000 people nationwide turned out to create human signs displaying a simple message, Stop Adani. So we know that the Wangan and Jagalingu people, who are the traditional owners of the area known as the Galilee Basin, are gravely concerned about the plan mine. They say it will have devastating effects on native tidal, ancestral lands and waters, on plants and animals, and of course on their cultural heritage as well. The planned mine is also often described as a huge carbon bomb. So if it went ahead, it would cancel out any of the good achieved from Australia's already very weak goals for reducing greenhouse gas emissions between 2020 and 2030. 
So Friends of the Earth are proud members of the Stopadani Alliance of Groups. And if people are interested in getting involved in work around Stopadani, um, one, they're invited to come to quick call meetings, which meet uh, every second Wednesday at Friends of the Earth at 6.30. And they can email info at quitcoal.org.au if they want to find out more or jump onto Quit Coal Victoria's Facebook page and check out what's coming up. But don't forget that important rally happening on the 1st of November at 1.30pm to say stop Adani whilst Adani are inside the conference. I want to thank you for uh, tuning in for another show of Dirt Radio. Big thanks to my guest, Ed Hill, for um, joining me on the telephone to talk about Northcote by-election and, of course, the uh, Faux Forest Collective. Um, walk This Way, donations still open. Jump on walkthisway.org.au. Let's get up to $25,000. Thanks a lot, and I'll see you next week. <laughs>